0: Stoughton Hospital strives to meet the changing needs of the communities we serve. Our experts provide you with the information you need to make informed healthcare decisions. Here's Melanie Cole with Stoughton Hospital Health Talk.
1: Way back in the day when I used to work with people with Parkinson's disease, we knew that exercise was good for them and it made them feel better and even helped them with their gait. But we didn't have so many tools in our toolbox as they have now. And while the times have really changed. We're talking today with Emily Devine and Rachel Perenboom, their physical therapists with Stoughton Hospital. Emily, let's start with you. You've been on with us before to talk about Parkinson's. Tell us a little bit some of the effects of living with Parkinson's. What happens with neurological conditions such as this in regards to their movement?
0: With regards to Parkinson's, it can affect people fairly differently. Um, as you know, as you mentioned, it's a neurological condition, but it generally it kind of makes people's gestures and actions become smaller and slower. Um, so that's kind of that classic type of walking that you may see on friends or family where it's more of a shuffling or little short steps kind of gait, small slowness of movement, sometimes tremors. Um, So it can vary based on the person, but those are just kind of some of the general symptoms.
1: Rachel, you're a physical therapist. And as I said in the beginning, I'm an exercise physiologist. I used to work with Parkinson's patients and we saw how exercise helped them. How can physical therapy and exercise and some of the new tools that you have help ease tremors and some of that rigidity that Emily mentioned.
2: Yeah, so with the more of the structured exercise with a the physical therapist can improve bigger steps with their walking, improve their arm swing. Um, As Emily mentioned, some of the classic symptoms, um, the arm swing tends to be a little bit less than patients with Parkinson's. So um, doing the exercises definitely help with that. You know, decreasing falls risk, um, improving bed mobility, um, both gross motor and more of the fine motor movements like buttoning a shirt. um, Those things can really be improved with more of the exercise.
1: See, I don't think we knew that. 2030 years ago really now there's a program called LSVT it has big and loud so emily tell us just about the program LSVT what what does it seek to accomplish
0: Sure. So LSVT stands for Lee Silverman Voice Training. It originated in the mid to late 80s, initially uh, working with people that had Parkinson's and were really affected with their voice or their speech. And that's where we hear the term LSVT loud. With that, um, they found that with patients getting um, some really good results, they then trans kind of got this into more of a physical therapy or kind of more gross motor activities and that's where we hear now LSBT Big. Now, with LSBT Big, uh, it is a customized kind of program that really looks at patient specific needs and really can tackle their specific goals. It's a Four times a week for one hour for sixteen visits, or for a whole month. So it's a pretty intense program where it really focuses on amplitude of movement or that bigness of movement. It's a high intensity, high effort kind of activity, with the ultimate goal to kind of, I guess, kind of, I guess they use the word calibrate or make make people's movements now become more normal um, with regards to how they're moving.
1: Rachel, expand on that a little. When she says big. What does that mean as far as the movements that you're teaching patients?
2: Yeah, so with every patient that we see, there's a standardized um, group of exercises that has been very research-based that has come out of the program. So every person that we see goes through those particular exercises, but it's very individualized to the person. So if somebody has a little bit more difficulty, they may need um, balance assistance or doing them sitting down instead of standing, we can go that route. Or for somebody who actually functions fairly well, we can make it as challenging as it needs to be. So it's really kind of up to the patient um, and how they're moving to kind of determine you know, what type of progression we can do for them. Um, and then in addition to those standard exercises, um, there's groups of exercises called functional component tasks where a patient can decide their top five things that they're having difficulty with, which is where the individualization comes in. Um, So whether it's standing from a chair, rolling over in bed, I mean, really anything that they're having difficulty with, um, we can work on it with the program. Emily,
1: again, just going back to the big thing, because I think people don't really understand what that means. When you're making these movements that Rachel just described, whether it's rolling Mm -hmm. over in bed or getting up from a chair, how does that word big even come into this? And how does a movement become big?
0: Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's a great question. I think the first thing we have to do is realize a Parkinson's perspective. Somebody that has Parkinson's disease, generally their world is smaller in the sense that they're not maybe reaching their arm as big over their head to put a shirt on. Um, as they need to to make that a successful task. Um, that slowness of movement is called radiokinesia or hypokinesia is a lack of of, of movement there. Um, and when we talk about big, what we're trying to do is, is teach that person that even though they may feel like they're moving their arm appropriately to get that arm all the way through their, their shirt or their jacket, that they need to go a little bit more um amplitude or put more power behind it and that's where that intensity and high effort kind of comes into into play now also with regards to parkinson's disease um those patients uh really respond well to those external cues um and those can be things like you know, a metronome on a cell phone to help with taking bigger steps for walking. It could be your voice saying the word big to take bigger steps for walking or bigger movement with your arm to put, it, put that shirt on. So it really is kind of just depending, like Rachel said, on what that task is that that individual wants to work on and taking that task and kind of breaking it down into those little simple parts and teaching that person how to kind of... I guess, be bigger, for lack of a better word. Um, And that's where that intensity and that high effort and then that consistent, you know, four times a week for four hours Total for a week for a total of sixteen visits, so um so they one hour four times a week for a total of sixteen visits, and they consistently work on that program that Rachel mentioned where they do these maximal daily exercises, and then they get those functional components where to really kind of customize to that patient, and they work on those consistently over the next four weeks, which they ultimately do get some really good results,
2: yeah, and I would kind of echo with what Emily said to um in the fact that the patient with Parkinson's feels like they're moving big when in fact to the outside person they're not. So the whole point of the, the big program is getting them to move what we see as more normal, um, but to them might feel big at first, but just trying to recalibrate how they feel they are moving.
1: Isn't that interesting? And And to expand those movements to what they think would be over and above or bigger, but to us it's more of a normal movement. Rachel... as as Emily said that it's a pretty intense program how long does it take to see results and what have you heard from Parkinson's patients about participating in a program like this?
2: Yeah so for the results piece um, obviously everyone's very different but I would say after the first week to two weeks, we start to notice um, just those subtle changes and even family members will say, wow, I really feel like um, this person is starting to take bigger steps or I really notice that they're getting out of the car a little bit easier um, than they were. So, and I would say definitely by the end of the program, we really hammer to the bigness of that movement. Um, we say it probably a million times during their treatment sessions. So, they really get used to just carrying that over to home too.
0: I will also say, um, that a lot of times when we talk about the intensity of the program, meaning, you know, you have to come to clinic for one hour a day, for four days a week, for 16 visits, or for four weeks. I think sometimes that can be a really intimidating amount of time for, for patients that have Parkinson's disease. And what I feel I consistently hear from those patients is, one, how quickly it goes. And it's the benefit, you know, once they kind of get into that, they just get those benefits, like Rachel said. You just see little by little those improvements, and that can be really motivating for, for folks. Um, but they just got to get the, that foot in the door and get started and, and try to make that commitment to the program, and they're really going to end up with some great outcomes in the end. I think once patients start, um... It kind of keeps them accountable,
2: too, to see them four times a week that we're asking them, did you do your home exercise program last night? And are you keeping up with the the extra things that we ask you to do? So kind of keeps that accountability point, too.
1: See, I think that that's great. And that's one of the great things about the program is that accountability and the fact that family members are seeing these results and noticing them. Emily, what does a patient have to do at home? That segues great into how does the follow-up? for this type of a program and what do you want them working on when they're at home and, and can their loved ones get in on the session to see what it is you guys are doing?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So with regards to the program, the patients participate in a maximal daily exercise program that is um different movements and stretches that are consistent throughout the entire sessions that they're been that they're going to be doing. Um, and then they also will have little components of functional tasks as well as daily carryover assignments. Those are done twice a day with the exception of if they are in therapy that day, that counts as one. We encourage family members to participate with them, um, not only just to have a little more fun doing the exercises and embrace that together because movement's good for everyone but that modeling that uh the parent the patient's loved one or caregiver can do meaning them doing the exercises is a great external cue for that patient to improve their movements even more so um if they can do it with a family member even better in my opinion um it kind of benefits both
2: and to going along with that, too, there are videos um, that you can purchase um, through the LSVT website. Um, so if a patient maybe doesn't have a caregiver or someone just not able to participate with them at home, there's a video that they can watch um, and kind of goes and walks them through all the exercises um, that they should be doing at home, too.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, Rachel, you're a physical therapist. Emily is a physical therapist. Is there a special certification to teach the LSVT program?
2: There is. Um, So the certification, um, I personally did mine online. Um, I did it with a group of other physical and occupational therapists. Um, So we did ours online to get our certification. Um, It took us about a week or so, you know, a few hours each day. Um, But there's also in-person training courses that someone can attend also to get that certification.
1: Lynn, let's start, Rachel, with you. What would you like listeners to take from this segment? As far as this LSVT program and Parkinson's and the benefits, what do you want them to know?
2: Yeah, great question. So I would say, you know, as Emily mentioned before, I think the program can be very intimidating to see all of the amount of sessions that someone has to go through. Um, but I think once you get started, I think we make it as fun as it can be, Um We're both very lively people, so we get patients involved, family members involved, um, and I think just getting that foot in the door, like Emily said, to get that program started and just get that person to um, just can really change the way they move and just make things a little bit more easy for them to move throughout the day and do the daily things that they want um, to incorporate in their life. Emily? You
1: know, tell us mm-hmm. as you wrap up, what would you like listeners to know about getting involved and just in general about Parkinson's and kind of the feeling of what you see going on in the future and on the horizon for Parkinson's patients?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think the big take-home message for our, our people that do have Parkinson's disease is to realize that exercise does help. So whether you engage in daily exercise on your own or you choose to do a program like Rachel and I are speaking about, about LSVT-BIG, you know, that's the first step is to is take that step forward and try to get your body moving better. The benefit of LSVT-BIG is that it's, it's that one-on-one kind of tailored time with, with a specialist that can really focus on your unique needs um, and help improve your abilities and reach those goals that you've been struggling with. Um, I think the more research that comes out, it's showing how important exercise is. You know, it's not just medicine that helps with regards to Parkinson's. Um, It kind of gives you that holistic approach when you can get out and do some exercise with friends, family, or using videos and just get moving and kind of take back some of that movement on your own.
2: Um, so going along with that too, um I would say the earlier that someone gets that diagnosis or has starting to show symptoms, um the earlier they start moving and start exercising, like Emily said, no matter if it's on their own or with us um or with another physical therapist, the better um but we see people throughout a very wide range of abilities, so even if you may be later in your diagnosis, um we still there's still benefits um to exercise too. Mm
1: -hmm. What a great ending, and you both, I can hear the passion in your voices, and and I'm sure that patients really love to work with you, and what a great program. Thank you so much for being with us today and explaining LSVT Big. This is Stoughton Hospital Health Talk. For more information on the LSVT Big program at Stoughton Hospital, please visit stoughtonhospital.com. That's stoughtonhospital.com. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks for tuning in.